Good morning, church. I'm just so touched. Um, yeah, this morning, I want to welcome you <laughs> to the family of God. To all the fathers, happy Father's Day. At least once a year. <laughs> <laughs> You know, at least once a year is a day. Won't you stand, Germa, you and your wife? Um, I just see the Lord opening a new chapter in your life. I, I see him uh, leaving treasure in your home. And... Uh, in your heart, you might have felt, no, we don't deserve such treasure from the Lord. But God is beginning to open up doors and beginning to open up treasure and favor in your life. And it's going to bring so much praise and so much awe to your family and the people around you. That you will become a light in the darkness. That you will begin to see the angel of the Lord and the spirit of God ministering to many people through you. It is only the beginning, says the Lord. Why don't you stretch forth your hands to them. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst, Lord God. We thank you that the work that you have started, you are faithful to bring to completion in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So this morning, we're, we're celebrating fathers, and uh, I'd like to share with you about the Father, the Heavenly Father. And the Word of God gives us a revelation about who God is. And it is so interesting that God, unlike the other philosophies that portray deities and portray images of God, we have a God that is a Father. That makes a big difference. I love what Afeni was sharing, the things that he was speaking about concerning what a father is. And in our society today, we have a fatherless society. Most of the dysfunction that we see in our societies, the broken homes, the pains in the hearts of women and children are because of a lack of fathers. And this morning, we are trusting God that he's going to change that. That there will be a shift in our hearts, in our communities, in our families. That fatherlessness will no longer be the curse and the scourge of our generation. But that God is able to raise up fathers in our midst because he himself is a father. And our trust and plea is that God will begin to bless our nation as he begins to raise up fathers in our midst. Amen. A family starts with a father. Tell the person next to you, a family starts with a father. Starts with a man. There might be popular beliefs out there about women who want to be fathers. You, you were not designed <laughs> to be like that. 
The father is the one who carries the the genetic material. He carries the seed. And God's plan was always to bring blessing to generations through the father. But so many times, the fathers become the ones through whom curses come. The fathers become the ones who open the door to destruction or lift their hand to destroy those that are meant to protect. And this morning, we're trusting that God is going to speak to us as fathers. And even for those of us who are not fathers, we might be children, we might be praying for our fathers. We might be here and we're trusting God that in our family something will change concerning the fatherhood. We can believe God that something will be different because of the revelation of the truth. Amen. And this morning, I'd like to share with you one distinction about what Jesus came to bring compared to all the other prophets. In the Old Testament, you will find references to God being a father to Israel as a nation. But you will not find an individual claiming that God is his father. The Jewish understanding is that if you claim that God is your father, you are saying that you are of the house of deity. You cannot claim to say that your father is a God. What are you saying about yourself? But God created mankind with the intention to care for them as a father. And Jesus was the one that came to reveal the my father concept. It says in the book of John chapter 6 verse 46, Not that anyone has seen the father except he who is from God. He has seen the father. And Jesus is the only one that truly has had the experience of knowing who the Father is. The Old Testament has a lot of references about people encountering God. Even people seeking to see the face of God. But that is an impossibility because God dwells in eternal light. The invisible God has never been seen by anyone except Jesus. And Jesus is the one that revealed him to us. The Bible says in 1 John 3, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And this is the mystery of the ages. That God has not sent an angel to recruit converts. Christianity is not about signing up for membership. Christianity is about being born again in a new family. The Bible says that flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. Flesh gives birth to birth. Your your flesh is, is, is born from your natural father. But your spiritual life comes from your birth from God. Marvel not, do not be surprised if I say to you, you must be born again. You must be born again. 
And the privilege that we have is that the whole creation is seeking a restoration and reconciliation with the creator, with God Almighty, with the one who designed us to live in the place of blessing under his hand and care. Everyone has a desire to know the heavenly father. The dysfunction that we see throughout the earth is because people do not know the father. Even the dysfunction that we see in our families, the lack of portrayal of true fatherhood is because people do not know the father. Even religious men and women have gone to war for the sake of religion and have not in that revealed the heart of the father. But it's the only begotten son that has seen him and he has revealed him to us. This is what it says in Romans 8 verse 15 to 17. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Jewish boys in, in Israel, they, they will call their dads as, as they are running in the street, Abba, Abba, Abba. It means daddy, daddy, daddy. And for us to approach God and say, Abba, is almost unthinkable. The Bible speaks about two sons in a house of a wealthy father. And the younger son knew that the father was going to have an inheritance for them. And he said, can I please have my inheritance now or please die as soon as possible? And the father said, okay, here is your inheritance. He took his inheritance and the Bible says that he went to the city and spent it on riotous living and harlotry. That just means sex and alcohol. <laughs> he basically went to live it up with his father's money that he insulted his father for. And the Bible says that after his money ran out, his friends also ran out. And after his friends, and you know how that is, right? Money can buy anything, including friends. After his friends ran out, he started to starve. And he started looking for work. And the only place where he could find work was taking care of pigs, which is an abomination for a Jewish family. And it says that while he was taking care of the pigs, he wasn't even allowed because the, the employer said, look, in this contract, there is no uh, uh, sandwiches for lunch and things like that. You handle, take, deduct from your salary your own food. Don't even touch my pig's foods. This is high protein <laughs> supplements. <laughs> right? And it says that he hungered. He even wanted to eat the food of the pigs. And the Bible says that at that point, he thought within himself, my, in my father's house, even the servants live better than this. This is what I'll do. I will go back to my father and then I will enlist as an employee. Because obviously it won't take me back as a son. 
I will enlist as an employee and I will negotiate my package to have benefits so that I can at least have food to eat. And with that concept, he decided, okay, let's go back. He resigned, made his way home. And the Bible says that the father used to every afternoon come out and look on the horizon to see if his son was coming back. He, he longed for his son. And the Bible says on that one day, he saw his son coming over the horizon. And the father immediately began to run towards his son. And according to the Jewish tradition, it is not honorable for a man to run. So there was no jogging and things like that. <laughs> that is like so dis disrespectful. Why are you running? If you want to lose weight, you must fast or something. <laughs> and it says that he ran towards him. And when he met him, and sometimes, you know, you, 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 you're reading the Bible and you think, I wonder what the son was thinking, you know. If you were in trouble and you see your dad running to you. Was <laughs> that thinking, maybe I need to, to go back. I'm still in my probation period. And he, the father ran to him. And it says that when, when the father came to him, the father embraced him. And then he, the son started saying, Father, I sinned against you. And immediately, as he was saying that, the father kissed him. He kissed him and he said, my son is home. My son is home. He quickly murdered the fattened calf. Slaughtered it. Slaughter that, that one that is kept for the special occasion. Slaughter it. Put new, new clothes on him. Put a ring on his finger. Give him the signet ring for authority. Put shoes on his feet. For today, my son has returned. And the Bible was, Jesus was sharing this parable to show us what the father is like. The compassionate heart of God. The compassionate heart of God that loves even the ungodly. The Bible says that the older brother was in the field that evening working. He was the responsible son. There's always one of those in every family. <laughs> and he was out in the field and when he came back, he heard music and dancing at home. Maybe some other Jewish rave song. And he thought, what is going on? He called one of the servants, please. What is happening here? No, <laughs> let me tell you. You remember your brother? Yeah, the one that insulted your father and took the inheritance and went to squander it. He came back. Really? When? Today? Yeah, he came back today. This afternoon. Oh, okay. So what's the party all about? No, you see what the father did. <laughs> you remember that fattened calf that we were saving? <laughs> that you were feeding. <laughs> That's the one that he said we must slaughter it immediately. He didn't even think twice about it. We slaughtered it. We bride. 
we bribed and now we are dancing and celebrating because of that guy. And the son, the older son was offended. He was offended. He would not even come into the party. So the father came out. He said, my son, your brother has come back. He said, all these years, all these years, all these years, I've been here, I've been working for you, I've been slaving away, and you have never even given me a goat <laughs> so that me and my friends could have a bring and bride. <laughs> so that me and my friends could go and celebrate. Not even one goat all these years. But this son of yours, not my brother, this son of yours who insulted you, you slaughtered a fattened calf for him. And then the father said, yeah, but your brother was lost. And now he's home, he's found. And the Bible speaks how God in heaven rejoices when one soul repents and comes back to the Father. This is the heart of God. Now God doesn't want a relationship that is far. He doesn't want a relationship of employment. And many of us have this idea that I need a miracle in my life. I need a blessing in my life. What can I get? Okay, no. If I work hard for God, then I'll be able to earn all the blessings of the Father. Dysfunction. Even today in our families, our sons sometimes feel, our daughters sometimes feel like the only way that they will get the approval of the father is if they perform best. Don't bring home for me C's and D's. <laughs> Your grandfather was a mathematician. <laughs> A's and A pluses. And many times... We communicate rejection. We communicate that you are unworthy of my love. And I am willing to love an employee, a servant that performs for me more than you. But God is not like that. The Father is not like that. And I believe that religion has caused it so that people have shied away from the Father because they see all the requirements and demands. And they have not accepted and received the compassion and love of God. It says, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. This is the spirit that is afraid of the Father. Men, fathers, do not father with fear. Love is more powerful than fear. The love of God draws us to repentance. And it says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, and heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. We read that quickly, but what he's saying there <laughs> is that the oldest son 
he shares his inheritance with us. The Father has not only brought us into his house, into his family, but everything that Jesus receives, you receive as well. As the Father loved Jesus, so he loves you. Can you believe that? When you begin to accept that in your heart, your life will change. Your life will change. This is a picture probably drawn by a child. Go back. It says, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. It's a picture of what happened on the day that Jesus died on the cross. The Bible says that whenever Jesus referred to his father, he never ever referred to him as my God. He always said, my father is always working. My father, your father is the devil, but my father <laughs> is in heaven. I am from my father. I only see what I, I only do what I see my father doing. I don't say anything except that which my father. My father is able to send angels right now. So the communication of Jesus was always in the intimacy of the father. But something changed on the cross. Give us the next slide. It says in Matthew 27, From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came on the land. And Jesus is hanging on a cross between two criminals. He is hung on a cross, suspended between heaven and earth. Rejected by men. Rejected by men. And it says about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Bible says that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. So that we might be made the righteousness of God. It says that the father rejected his son. He bruised his son so that he could bring new sons into glory. Make us stand here. Godfrey, stand here. This son here, if you ask the angels, this represents Jesus. This son here, if you ask the angels, they call him, he's the darling of heaven. He is the only one that reflects the Father. If you want to see the Father, the Lamb that was slain, He reflects the Father. The, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Him bodily. So the angels, when Jesus was manifested on the earth through birth, the Bible says that for the first time, the angels could perceive God. For the first time, they were like, whoa. This son that is beloved of the father. This one was given, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have eternal life. For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that the world should be saved through him. John 3.17 And what happened was, that Jesus came and this, this, this sinner. 
enemy of God. That the angels are ready to slay in judgment. This is the one that God loves as well. And God was willing to trade his son. In exchange for this one. And the, what happened is, it wasn't just a transaction in a church room of, yeah, you move there, you move there, done. It was through the cross. It was through the pain of rejection that the father turned his back on his son for the very first time. He said, me and my father, we are one. We can never ever be apart. But on the cross, the father rejected this son so that he could embrace this son. And there are some believers, they are standing halfway here. The father is waiting to embrace them here. They stand there. And this son is suffering already. You are wasting the sacrifice of Christ if you do not embrace the love of God. Don't come here with your performance. Lord, just take me based on what I did. I just want my salary. No. No. What God has made available for you in Christ surpasses anything that any man could earn. This is why all other religions, they fail. Because it's just a bit of effort. It's like a bribery to, to, to divinity. Can I please get your favor? Yes, $300. <laughs> or is it not enough? Yes, 400 All of the righteousness and good works that we try and present to God to appease him cannot. Only the eternal son of God is righteous and perfect to be able to take the place. Tell the person next to you, embrace the love of a father. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, you can move back. <laughs> but in your heart, stay here. In your heart, stay here. Matthew 7, verse 11, it says, If you then, though you are evil, Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So this is the idea. We have this notion that us as earthly fathers are better fathers than God Almighty. And the reason why we feel this way is because there is a sense of being an orphan in the earth. When sin entered in, Adam was separated from God. God's desire was for mankind and for God to be in continual fellowship and intimacy. The, the friendship between a father and his son. But because of sin, sin separated man and God. So that there was a chasm in the relationship. There was a breach in the relationship. And Jesus had to come to restore that. And the Bible says that 
God is a better father to you than you are to your children. And we are presuming, obviously, that you're a good father. And many of us do not experience this. For many of us, Christianity is a religious experience. We were raised in the church. You have to bow to this direction. You have to give to that thing. You have to, you, you have to, to talk right. You have to be right. And it's all based on a conduct, a code of conduct. All of this is just such employment-related references. It's based on a code of conduct. If your code of conduct is violated, then you will be dismissed. Can you dismiss your children? Where are the parents in the house? Have any of you felt like giving them a, a second warning and then <laughs> going for a disciplinary hearing and dismissing them? You cannot dismiss your children. And this is the comfort that we have in the Heavenly Father. Ay, 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 ay. I can never be dismissed from heaven. <laughs> this is the joy. Because previously in the Old Testament, you could be dismissed. Yeah, you could be dismissed because it's not real fatherhood. But in this one, it says, of his own will did he beget us by the word of truth. Through, through the seed of the word of God, we were born of God. So that now we are forever marked in heaven now. Where is Jesus? Is it this one? Yeah. In heaven, in, in heaven now, when Mega and Jesus walk around, the angels will say honor to Jesus and honor to Mega. Do you, un do you understand this? This is not me trying to prop you up so that you can have good self-esteem for Monday. This is the truth of how, how the enemies of God have been brought to the table of sonship. And it says, remember when we were reading about heirs of God. It's not in, in God's will and testament, he has one. In God's will and testament that Jesus Activated when he died on the cross. In God's will and testament, it says that uh, Jesus gets 100%. Megameno gets 100%. Joint inheritance. But some of you, some of you feel like Jesus gets 96%. You get 2%. And the rest of the church gets the other 2%. <laughs> You are missing out on the favor and grace that should be addressing your heart every morning you wake up. That you should feel completely, completely loved by the Father. Heaven knows it. Even hell knows it. But you don't know it. And some of you are saying, oh, but, but how is it that in heaven, you know, they, they see Jesus and they, they honor. Because it says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. It says that he gave the spirit of his son to be inside of us. It's the same spirit that dwells in him that is in us. It's, in fact, it says that I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. It is Christ's life that is in me. Do you understand? Tell the person next to you, God loves you so much. Thank you, guys.
I had to I had to emphasize this. There's somebody here, you need to hear this. Fathers, just a few pointers as you are raising your families. Three things that a father must bring. Identity, provision, and direction. There's so much more friendship and heroism and you know. But these are critical. Identity, provision, direction. Identity. Mark chapter 1 verse 10, it says, Immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. This is about Jesus. And he said, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Did you know that Jesus heard this from his Father before he did any miracles? Before he fulfilled the cross. Before he took the cup, before he, 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 he passed the tests in the desert, the father gave him an identity. For you who are fathers in your homes, you are the one that must say to your son, you are my beloved son, and I am well pleased in you. The son is looking at you and saying, I'm not my father's beloved because I'm a failure. But you are the one that must say, no, my son. You are my beloved son. In you, I am one. Daddy loves you. Daddy believes in you. You are going to turn out like this and like that. It's in me. It has to be in you. <laughs> Amen. That identity is being imparted by the Father. I know at home, every night, every night, at least when I'm there, when it's time to go to bed, we pray, okay? Ray Daniel, your turn to pray. Heavenly Father, what uh, Ray, Ray, and then Reuben, and then Joey. Okay, then after it's me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my sons, Lord. I speak over them that they are growing in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I bless them. Among their friends, they will be highly favored. They will always reflect the light of God. No weapon, you see, every night, when they wake up in the morning, they know these things. Fathers, bring that identity. And if you don't have that in your life, the Heavenly Father does that for you as well. Genesis 27, it says, and this is the story of Esau and Jacob. Jacob is old and he says, make me savory meat, Esau. You see, in the, in the, in the Bible times, the men used to cook. Huh? It's coming around now because Dave Ramsey and the guys, they also took it back. Anyway, all right, so make me savory meat. Let's not be distracted. <laughs> such, a, such as I love, bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee. Now, let me say, blessing is like a religious term. It just means to speak pronouncements of well, well blessings. And, and blessings means pronouncements of good things. So when you are saying, oh, my son, you're such a champ. You're doing well. You are blessing your child. Okay? Give us the next one. Fathers bring provision. First Timothy 5. This is important. It says, reinforce these commands, the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy, so that they may be beyond, so that they may be beyond reproach. But if someone does not provide for his own, especially his own family, he has denied the faith and he's worth 
worse than an unbeliever. Your provision at home, God has an interest to help you so that you can take care of your family. Nowadays, with the woman working, I mean, you, you, you feel like, oh, I mean, I mean, if my wife is working, I can rest and lead. <laughs> rest and lead. Because she can be the, the, the fundraiser, and then I can be the CEO <laughs> in the house. <laughs> right? Nowadays, with women working, it's great. It does not abdicate a father's responsibility. And if you are in that place, right, then you better be praying and thanking and taking good care of that lady because God is providing for you guys through that avenue as well. Right? And let me say this. What happens in many marriages is that the husband becomes intimidated because the woman now is making more money than me. And now, uh, maybe she will, she will tell me that I must now uh, be the wife in the relationship, Mega. <laughs> And I know it's in the Bible that I cannot be like that. Right? And it is really important that we realize that that is a demonic spirit of insecurity. Now, wives, don't say that. <laughs> As a, yeah, I, I descend. It's what Pastor Chris was talking about. This is that demon of insecurity. Let me go to work. Right? Don't use that. Don't use that against your husband. I will say, I will share just now what it is that a father needs, a husband needs. Okay? But it's important, husbands, don't abdicate this response. There is a blessing on your life to produce. It is the Lord who gives you the power to gain wealth. That you will remember him, that he will establish his covenant with you. Alright? You don't have to put that burden. I remember when we got married, Mel was working and I was doing my final year. We were 23, 20, 22, 23, 24. Amen? And she was going every morning. She was tutoring for this wealthy family. Eh? Tutoring a little girl. Getting money. And they gave her the Mercedes-Benz to drive around the daughter. You can't drive it in a taxi. You know? Here's the Mercedes-Benz to drive around our daughter. And what was I doing? I was studying. Eh? Some subjects I failed. And then, <laughs> and then I was also volunteering at the church year of your life. So now when you're in ministry of your life, things start at like at 10 o'clock, you know. So when the wife is leaving to work, I'm like, good, good. <laughs> Goodbye, I'll see you later. Remember to, 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 to get the salary. <laughs> I'll pray for, for you from here. Right? And my wife started to get annoyed with that kind of conduct. So in the morning when she wakes up, I also have to wake up as if I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> pretend to go to the car see you <laughs> and when she goes then I can okay let's go back to bed <laughs> <All right. laughs> but you must you must be able to co collaborate <laughs> and then and then we were trusting the Lord and and then things change yeah? then it was her turn she needed to study and now you know so don't criticize one another. Who's bringing what? It's the Lord that provides. But, yeah, it's the Lord that provides. Yeah? But you as the husband, you are the chief accountable. If things are not moving, then you come to the prayer meeting and you say, Lord, Lord, give my wife a promotion. <laughs> yeah? Or give me a promotion, whatever the case. Give us a... 
direction. Um, John 5 verse 19, it says, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son. Do you see how Jesus is talking about his son? The father loves the son. And he's talking to these religious Jewish people that are already vexed by him saying that I have a father in heaven. The father loves the son. (laughs) The one time they said, Lord, let's pick up stones. This guy will die today. And he will show him even greater works than this so that you will be amazed. Proverbs 4 verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sins. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. It is the father's charge to instruct his sons. Not, you are such a fool. You are cursing your son like that. No, my son, come here. This is how it works. And this, do you understand? It's like this, and okay, let me show you. Instruct your son, instruct your daughter. Amen. Let them not learn from YouTube and other things. Amen. And the same way, God is a father to the fatherless. Samuel and Eli. Samuel was a prophet in Israel. When he was small, was brought to the temple by his mother. His mother used to be barren. She prayed and God gave her a son. His name is Samuel. Samuel at the age of eight was brought to the temple. When Samuel was in the temple serving the Lord there, he would sleep in the temple together with Eli, the high priest. And what happened is God started calling Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel would wake up and go to Eli and say, did you call me? No, no, I didn't call you. Call him again, Samuel, did you call me? No, I didn't go to bed. Samuel, I didn't call you. <laughs> the next time when he calls you, say, speak, Lord, your, your servant listens. And what happened is, after Samuel said that, God started sharing with Samuel immediately. Samuel, tell Eli that his sons, who are also under priests in the house, have been ruining things. And Eli has not taken them by the hand to discipline and correct them. Therefore, trouble is coming home. In the morning, when Eli woke up and Samuel, and they were making breakfast, Eli asked, so so what did the Lord say? Samuel didn't want to say. Fathers, don't open the door to issues by abdicating your responsibility to correct your son. Sometimes I have felt that I was too strong on my sons. And my wife balances me out, yes. Right? But don't leave them. It says, if you fail to discipline your son, you hate him. Correct your children. It says, if you beat him, he will not die. (laughs) That's what Proverbs says. He will not die. (laughs) He will survive it and become a champion. And I know it's probably illegal to say that now, especially in school. (laughs) But I'm just quoting, quote, unquote. (laughs) Amen? Okay, give us the last one. Uh, Wives and uh, the rest of the family, this is what the father needs. I'm just going to keep it basic so that you don't have any scriptures to use against him. (laughs) Respect him. 
It even says in the book of Hebrews that we respect our earthly fathers. Why don't we respect our heavenly father also? Respect the father in the house. Respect. Watch how you talk to him. Watch how you refer to him. Watch how you relate to him. Respect him. Amen? Then secondly, help him. Wives, help him. Don't criticize. I'm helping you. Listen. <laughs> I'm helping you. First, if you, if you stop doing this, and so, don't criticize him. Help him. If you are sitting next to a lady, just look at her and say, don't criticize the man. <laughs> don't criticize him. Help him. Because women can be very wise. Huh? And especially if there's scriptural references, what will the guys say? Help him. And then the last one is pray for him. Amen? Pray for him. Men need these things. Men need these things. And from the Heavenly Father, everyone that's here, today we celebrate Heavenly Father's Day as well. He's the one that gives us our definition, our identity. He's the one that provides for us. He's the one that gives us direction. Amen? Let us stand. Right where you are, just begin to thank the Lord and begin to pray for your father. Some of us, our fathers are deceased now. But we thank you, Lord, for the little that they did, what they did when they could, Lord. We thank you for our fathers, Lord. For those who are fathers, we, we pray this morning, Lord God, for your grace and wisdom to be multiplied upon their lives, Lord God. We pray that there will be a change in our nation concerning fatherhood, that men are rising up, Lord God, and taking their rightful place as fathers, Lord God. Protecting their families, Lord God. Taking care of their families, Lord God. Helping their families, Lord God. And thank you, Lord. You might be here this morning and uh, you have not given your heart to the Lord. You might be here this morning and you are not born again. You have not made the decision to, to know the Father personally. In your heart. The Bible says that whoever comes to the Lord, he will by no means reject. And this morning, I want to invite anyone who wants to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of their life. The Lord Jesus Christ said in the book of John, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this morning, there's an opportunity to come. Come to the house of the Lord and to receive eternal life, to be reconciled to the Father. So if that's you and you're here this morning, you have not given your heart to the Lord, or you have not rededicated dedicated your life to the Lord, your relationship with God is not right, and you want to make that right, I want to pray for you this morning. So if that's you, just raise your hand. We want to pray for you this morning. If you're here, and we will pray for you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? You want to give your heart to the Lord. You want to be born again this morning. I see that hand. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ forevermore. You want to know the heart of the Heavenly Father. That, that heart of the Father that loves you, that leads you. And you're here this morning and you're saying today is my day. Just raise your hand if that's you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
So I want to I want to I want to ask you to take a bold step towards God this morning. And we we, we have a, an altar here where you come you're coming come forward and 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 come and, and and bring your heart to Jesus. So if that's you, just come and stand here by me. If that's you, you want to give your heart to the Lord, you can come forward and come and stand here. Come to Jesus. 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 Reka shata la bara mandere bo shanta la bara mandere bo shata le bo sandere ba la yarandara makanta rantele yarabasa kola braye santele bro sakatali mantolo braye shata le braka shanta la bara mama la bara Is it both of you? Yeah. Okay. Let's pray together. Say, Heavenly Father, this morning I hear your voice and I come in faith and I receive eternal life. I thank you that you have died in my place. I receive forgiveness today. I receive eternal life into my heart. I receive you as my father. Today, I declare that I am your child because of what Jesus did. I thank you, Lord, that from today, I live my old life and I begin a new life with you. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may know you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.